Thanks for joining us on episode 1,151 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I do challenge you to invest in yourself. You know, I challenge you to invest in others in the future, even though that it is uncertain and the, the paths may sometimes be rocky. But in doing so, I'm hoping that it, it can develop an influence. I'm hoping that it can impact the world. Utilizing your time, uh, your talent, and treasures to live out your calling, whatever they may be. It may not even be in the same creative avenue that I've explained, but I'm hoping that it can be general enough to help you come to that conclusion. Having the ability to adapt with faith as your journey progresses is, of course, key. Understanding that root of why you choose to do it in the first place. And in plugging this show, one way to be inspired is to listen to Inspired stewardship. Change, of course, is going to start from within, and it's not going to occur at the speed or rate of what you are expected in, in seeing. It's, it's easy to put yourself at a point, here's your anchor, and then look up at this mogul, this, this business entrepreneur, and think, I'm going to be them because they're changing the world. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's interview with Sebastian Chug, I asked Sebastian about what he sees as the most important step to impacting the world. I also asked Sebastian about the top principles that he feels are the key to really making an impact. And Sebastian also shares his hopes for the future and his hopes for his legacy. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books. But if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. And instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Sebastian Robert Shug is an independent multimedia artist currently residing in suburban Burbank, California. He holds a Bachelor of Arts in Communication Studies and Political Science and currently spends his time narrating miscellaneous stories. He started out as a YouTuber back in 2013, and he has worked in podcasting, humor, and public speaking. Welcome to the show, Sebastian. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so, Sebastian, over the last few weeks, we've talked a lot uh, about your journey and things. At, at the point where you are today, what would you see as the most important thing that folks need to understand if they want to impact the world in a positive way? Wow. <laughs> no, I know, I, it's I, no, it's I, well, it's pretty major though, because I think a lot of people, and, and I'm going to tie this back to what I've said previously, you know, previous weeks. Change is very slow. Change is very 
it doesn't happen when you want it to happen, even though you believe that your product or service may impact the world in some way. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle with grappling, especially in today's world where it's go, let's impact the world, let's do something greater than ourselves. And while the notion is nice, you know, change, of course, is going to start from within. And it's not going to occur at the speed or rate of what you are expected of in, in seeing. It's, it's easy to put yourself at a point, here's your anchor, and then look up at this mogul, this business entrepreneur, and think, I'm going to be them because they're changing the world. They have a certain level of fame. That is what I strive to be. But the world's going to constantly adapt and change. And part of understanding what it means to be successful is learning how to adapt in doing so. And also learning patience. Patience is a virtue. It's a boring virtue, but it's one that it, you have to grapple with, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Because the world's going to continue whether or not you participate in it or not. And much like the business mogul can go up on stage and say, oh, do my course, be a millionaire, yada, yada, yada. And the hater, the quote unquote hater would be like, no, I don't have time. By the time I get to X age, I'm going to be too old. And then as much as I don't really, not so much not respect, but appreciate the sort of mindset that these moguls have, because it really is financially predatory in some of these courses. Absolutely. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But there is one slight piece of advice that, that I heard. And the next line is, you're going to be X age regardless whether you take this course or participate. Or, and that was what I really took from that, whereas the world's going to continue. And whether or not you choose to play ball or not, that is entirely up to you. No one's forcing you. But in doing something that you love, in finding a new skill, in going for the girl, going for the job, whatever your aspirations are, it's important to understand, A, who you are as a person wanting to do this, and B, actually doing so. Again, easier said than done, but you're going to be at that point anyway. May as well be at a different point. Absolutely. Um, So with that in mind, what are some principles or ideas resources, tools, wide open there, mm-hmm. that people need to pay attention to, to actually, you know, get started on that journey. You said, understand who you are and then do it right. anyway. How do they make that dent or begin down that road? Let's see, because I can't, unfortunately, speak in everyone's like minute circumstances or case by case scenario. Generally, what has worked for me is understanding, like I said, yourself, your place in the world, what you can offer, and why it's important, why it may be important to you, or why may it, why may be, why it may be important to others. There we go. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times we end up finding, we end up finding our purpose through very, uh, whether it be big events or small events, something clicks for us always. And it doesn't always happen on a set schedule. Ideas come and go. 
there have been many countless nights where I'm up at 2.30 in the morning because I thought I had an idea that was so great. We're at 7 a.m. I look at it and be like, <laughs> wow, this is, this is god-awful. I guess in hindsight, a principle that I've always had, or in retrospect rather, not in hindsight, in retrospect, acting on that, understanding that these ideas and these mindsets come at the times that they do, it is never once, I've never once regretted acting on that or, or thinking about it more or writing it down. Again, I'm not, whether the universe's powers be what they be or some higher power, I think things do happen for a reason, whether those reasons may be indeterminate or insufficiently explained sometimes, though I've never once been like, oh, that sucks that I've thought about that. Or, oh, that would just be so inconvenient if I pursued that now. Obviously, people's schedules change. You know, maybe it is inconvenient to act on a certain idea now. But its I don't think it's ever okay to just throw it away as if it wasn't a good idea in the first mm -hmm. place. Some of my best ideas, again, subjectivity, <laughs> some of my best ideas, quote unquote, have come at the result of both failure and learning not to take myself so seriously. Even, yes, even in my previous diatribe of, I was very serious, I was very practical, I was very pragmatic. I should revise that, actually. There were times in the flurry of seriousness and, and hustle culture that I was indoctrinated into, and I'll coin that, because... Uh, I think it is an indoctrination of, of hustle cult. Of it, hustle it is. <laughs> where, there's, a bit, there's a bit of a cult around it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Where in the very, very rare instances where I really sat down, and it, 10 times out of 10, a result from burnout. Mm. I looked at myself and I was thinking, well, that idea that I had back then, that's so dumb. And I, I would never have thought of it in a million years how do I make this work? Mm. This dumb idea that I would have never once considered. And ironically, those ended up being some of my most passionate projects. I'll never forget the time where I published a book that was one page. <laughs> yes, it was a one page book. Let me say, where... I guess it was on how to get rich and the, it said publish a one page book. Oh, no, okay. no, that would have been very smart, though. But I think it was dealing with like some level of like, how do I put this? Uh, I guess for the uninitiated, we have certain platforms where people uh, donate money to uh, content creators like live streamers. Mm -hmm. And some of these individuals live streaming wear or act in very choice ways, mm. let's just say. And people donate money to that. So I took a, I drew a caricature of, of one of these online creators and I was just like, oh, okay. How did she get the way that she did? And it is capitalism and it, in its rawest, truest form. So I made a cover. I made a one page manuscript. I just put how did not how to get rich in publishing, but essentially, oh, how did this individual succeed in doing what she did yeah, some <laughs> and the the one page just read capitalism and then about the author <laughs> and that's it 
Yeah. And it was one of those things where people, some people looked at it as, huh? Like, what's that? And, 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 and other people, again, flew over their head. Other people were just like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. So I understood the alienation going into it. You're not going to be able to please everyone. And especially with satire, with jokes, it's damaging because if, if people don't understand the joke that kind of equates it to, to it just being bad, even though that's not necessarily the case, it's just sure. one person's opinion. But in satire, that can be very damaging if people don't understand it. And that's just the risk you have to take. But my principle is, uh, even in the, one of them is even in the hardest of hearts of taking yourself seriously, try not to, because you never know what you might find. So this week is full of easy questions. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you the the next easy question. By the way, that is sarcasm, if you're not picking <laughs> up on it. No, I- <laughs> Good. Okay. My students actually used to, I had a student that would sit in the front row and she brought a little sound making device. And every time I would say something sarcastic in the classroom, she would hit a button and it would give me a rim. Okay. That the, the students that weren't able to pick up on the sarcasm would get that was sarcasm. So that was, yeah, it was very appreciated actually, because it, it helped. I use sarcasm a lot in the classroom. Dealing with teenagers, you have to learn to deal with sarcasm. If I grab, if I had a, a magic machine and let's say I could grab you out of the seat where you are today and travel, pick you up and pull you into the future, a hundred to 150 years, something like that. And you were able to magically look back on your whole life and see the impact of the ripples that you've left behind. What impact do you hope you've had on the world? I hope that I've allowed people to understand what it means to share a story. Publishing for me had been essentially just that, sharing stories, whether that had been creating content or republishing someone's content. It was all about making sure that these stories were told. And I think for me, there's a lot of things that I, there's a lot of things that I wish for myself in the future, but there's also a lot of things that I wish other people can know that two-pronged approach. One, making sure that you know the right stories are told, but two, making sure others understand why it's important. That is more so my hope. It's, it's important to have that trickle down because I think a lot of people you know, may not understand that importance or may not understand why that's practical. They would rather focus on the product rather than the service and how that, that affects potential I want to say consumers, but I, I would also want to say like listeners as well, because I don't want it to just be in the strip of black and white of, oh, you have to sell something or you don't sell something. Mm-hmm. No, I think it can be very much a, a big gray area of what influence in this case do I have over the stories that I tell, the stories that I produce and the people that happen to listen along the way. And I think that that's much more important than the, the past seven years. Because I know that I'm making more of an impact doing what I do now than maybe potentially what I did back then. I don't know, but I'd like to believe that more people are tuning in. Mm -hmm. So what's coming next for Sebastian as you continue on this journey of figuring out what your call is and and how you're going to continue to impact the world? Next for me, I want to say I don't know. 
because then I could be coy and, and add a secondary remark of, oh, that's just the journey in doing so. I, I don't know. And here I am doing that exact same thing. <laughs> I'm glad well, you wanted to say that because yeah, you said it. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I was going to say, I think in life, it really is uncertain. I know that I do have a general direction of what I enjoy, what I want to do, especially what I want to do for other people. The impact that I want to leave on the world, whether that be through business, whether that be through passion projects such as YouTube, and just recently, whether that may be something that I can do potentially in in my service in, mm-hmm. in the military. I really could not have predicted where life was taking me. And I think I've come to terms with understanding that that's okay so long as I enjoy the path that I'm going on and embracing the the sucky parts of it, but understanding why it's important. I know that in my life, I still want to be creative. What avenues that lead me down? I don't know. And truth be honest, I don't really care. And I say that in the most positive way possible because I'm looking to be, I'm hoping rather, because I know that I am, but I'm hoping to continue on that further of being more adaptive, being more open to new mediums, to to new facets of my audience that may want something different and a subject that maybe I'm not familiar with and I may come to enjoy and to further assist people in doing so, further serve as that mode of contact for individuals looking to either get started or in the public speaking culture be that person to to get on stage or behind a microphone or a camera and state that this has worked for me. And also, subsequently, this hasn't worked for me. But in the end, I think it's how you pick yourself up and, and, and continue onward. You can follow Sebastian on YouTube as Cbass Official or find him over on his website at SebastianShug.com. He's also active on LinkedIn as Sebastian R. Shug, that's spelled S-C-H-U-G, and I'll have links to all of that over in the show notes as well. Sebastian, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? Yes. Scott, my friend, I just wanted to take this time and say that thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. Go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.